0: Three, two, one. Here we go. touching hello happy friday thank god it's friday tgif day before convention that's right going down to spartanburg south carolina tomorrow for a little convention action should be a good time it is the dennis and andy show friday afternoon chill back kick back edition of the show pop culture avenger in the house Hello, Pop. Welcome aboard, Pop. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a full show on deck. We're looking at Loki talking about the first episode to drop on Wednesday. It's every Wednesday. It's not every Friday. So that kind of uh, surprised me. Yeah. Um, I thought they were just dropping it the first one on Wednesday just Mm -hmm. to do it. And then it would be Fridays. But no, it's gonna be every Wednesday. Oh, you know what? Probably because Bad Batch is on Fridays, and they don't want to kerfluffle people. Yeah. And then we've got uh, He Man. He Man. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Masters of the Universe trailer, not He Man. They changed it because He Man is toxic. It's toxic. It's not. He Man is awesome.
1: At least let's let's hope it stays that way. Oh, good review on Bunny Mask. He says. Ah, good. Glad you liked it. Just let it. Did you pick it up? I was a little curious. Let me know if you wound up buying it. I think it's got potential to be really decent, really enjoyed where where, where they kind of headed this. Um, I hope they don't make the same mistake they did with uh, Maniac of New York. I just posted the full review of the final conclusion, and yep, kind of disappointed in it. So, But you'll have to go watch the full review of that one. But
0: you know, it started out really well. He's a maniac, maniac at my door. And then we're doing Superman and Lois. New episode was this week as well. Bunch of fun reviews. Night great, great episode, yeah. Noctera 1 through 4. Uh, Pop says he ordered it but has not picked it up yet. Well, Dennis says it's awesome. I'm going to be getting my grubby hands on his issue and reading it in the morning while I take my morning dump. Um, is that TMI? It is. It is. Are you not going to let me borrow it anymore?
1: Yeah, you're you're going to have to keep it in the sleeve now so you can see the cover.
0: Oh.
1: Just the cover. Whatever. So it is Friday. It is happy hour. So today I am doing the Highlander Brewing. So this is another one from Asheville, North Carolina. So a local brewery. It's a Thunderstruck coffee potter. That is what I'll be drinking today. And in order to open it, I have my infinity gauntlet. Ooh, which will tie Ooh. into the Loki television show. That's
0: right. And I and will see, be drinking you See how easy that was. It was Infinity gauntlet popped it right off. Oh, pop culture wants to know if uh, you've met my lovely assistant Christine. Uh, yeah. He's been over here, he, you've got to meet Christine. I did, I did. If she's up in the office, I run downstairs. <laughs> it, well, you know, Dennis, I had an issue with her today cause she was wearing a low cut uh, shirt and the Clevengers are not allowed to be seen in this office. I, I have a strict dress code policy. So, uh, you know.
1: Well, the, the issue I have with Christine is she's got more facial hair than I do.
0: Yeah, well, you know, she comes from that uh, those Nordic countries, and uh, you know, she has part Viking in her with the blonde hair and stuff. Dude, so do I. I am literally Norwegian. Yeah, but you know, look at you—you're kind of a puss. What? She, gr- just to say here.
1: that, just to prove a point.
0: Oh God, what's he doing? What's he doing? Is that Thor's hammer? What? Of he's course got Thor's hammer. He's got Mjolnir. That's how I say it. It's Mjolnir, dude. I am right. literally a
1: Viking. I am Norwegian. And watch, watch. If I go worthy, I'm worthy. Can you see it? Ooh. Look at that. So you. as
0: long as you're worthy. You know, the sad part is when you say you're worthy to your wife, Susie, she doesn't light up or say anything back.
1: Well, here, I'll let you do it. Say, oh, oh, it hears your voice and look at it, it's crackling. Say, worthy. Say,
0: Andy's worthy. Andy's worthy. No, nope.
1: no, nope. look so, at that. Nothing.
0: Please.
1: Now, if I say, you know, if I go, Dennis is worthy.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, enough said. Enough said. All right. Let's start talking Loki. Adding Loki to the stream. That's the face he made when he got kind of punked out by the uh, one of the members of the TVA. But before we get to that, you know, it starts off. It, it, I thought it did a nice recap with Endgame and how he picked up the, the Tesseract. And he gets, you know, he he, fall, he goes through the portal. I don't quite understand because as far as I know, from what I've seen, when people use the Tesseract to go someplace, they can guide where they want to go. So why he decided to end up in the desert or wherever it was he ended up, I can't remember anymore. Yeah, kind it's kind of beyond me. It spit him out in the, um, um, I think it was the Mojave Desert. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, why, you know, he looked, hyper. Kaiju, howdy to you, got a rhyme in there. He looked very confused at where he was at. And now, I mean, am I mistaken? Is doesn't he know? Can't he guide where he wants to go? It according to the past stuff, yes. But if you'll
1: notice when the for, when they first showed the initial scenes which were taken kind of from the movies, there were some subtle differences that were in there. With the Tesseract and even the sounds that the Tesseract made were a little bit different they they so you kind of knew as soon as all of these things happen ant-man kicks the the case over you know cult comes out smashes it opens up it goes flying there's the tesseract he takes it and disappears yeah. similar slight differences in it but the moment he did that he creates a brand new
0: timeline right which i mean you know they they, they established an endgame. We know that basically they created new timeline, but Steve went back and repaired everything, but he couldn't repair this. But wait a second. What? The, it, it, it's kind of confusing with that alone as well, because they, when they left New York, now I'm trying to remember back to endgame. When they left New York, they had Dr. Strange's green one. Yeah. The the time time stone. Yep. The time gem. They had to retrieve. Well, they lost the Tesseract. That's why they had to go back again. So when Steve went back, he went back and replaced the time gem in New York. And then he replaced the Tesseract in um uh whatever the 70s. Remember? Because yeah. that's where they yeah. got it from. So, anyhow, so so Loki ends up in the desert. There's a little comedic moment with you know the, the villagers there that do not know how to uh, speak, or they speak, but Loki doesn't understand them. The other thing I thought was weird too is Loki lands in a desert and he just rips that thing off his face like it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so- like, wait a second. Why didn't you yeah, just yeah. do that in the first, you know? I mean, I know you yeah. just got your ass handed to you by the Avengers. but Right. So we know Hyper Kaiju has not seen
1: it yet. We're no, we don't want to give away too many spoilers. But so. Well, without we got to talk we'll, about it. So Without trying to spoil everything, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go through. The, the visuals were fine. I like, you know, he lands in the desert. It's, it's cool. I'm Loki. I've got the Tesseract. I'm kind of king shit. And he, that's basically, um, you know, where it boils down to. I see pop culture
0: hasn't either. was um, um, oh, not going to watch it, so we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, it it's um, it starts off all right. You know, a few things didn't make a lot of sense, and then all of a sudden, people
0: show up. Oh, indie comics is here. The time, um, the time variant, whatever. People show up and so is actually talking these about. Police. That right. that are called the
1: TVA time variant authorities. And they're it, it's it's kind of a bit like Doctor Who in a way, you know, because they're they're the keepers of it, and he's like, You you can't touch me, I'm a god, I'm Loki. And this is actually was a kind of interesting scene. It sets up some of the humor. She slows down time, punches him, and he's moving at one sixteenth the speed of a normal person. Gets walloped. It's really kind of funny. In slow motion, he's going down. She puts on a control collar to
0: subdue him. And she basically takes him off to jail. Right. where Wherever this time variant place is, they ha- he can't use his magic. So they've got that under control. So he can't use his magic. He's in some type of... Uh, DMV-esque, subway-esque area where he has to take a number, you know, I mean, that was, it was okay. I don't know if they had to go that kind of hokiness with it. Um, you know, he, so he gets basically taken to court uh, in front of the magistrate in front of a judge. And she asks how he pleads and he's like, what are you talking about? And she breaks down how like, dude, you you're you've messed up the time stream so do you plead innocent or guilty um before that they introduce owen wilson we'll leave how they introduce him at oh yeah i mean leave, basically uh,
1: show the next picture we'll kind of go in in order it'll help i put them in order so that we can oh, do yeah, it yeah. so we get introduced to to owen wilson he's a bit of a rogue, um, his name's Mobius. He's a bit of a rogue. I love Owen Wilson as an actor. Oh, now, so do I. when I say actor, I mean, he always plays Owen Wilson. Yeah. I mean, his range is Owen Wilson. His range is this. He is a great lovable character in anything that he plays. It doesn't matter, you know, if he's, he's playing, um, as a cowboy or as if he's playing a male model on Zoolander, whatever, he always just plays a fun character and he brings that exact charm to this, which is good. I loved his performance for what he got. It's Owen Wilson.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and And they, you know, they introduce him to show that he goes out on, you could say missions with, with some of the time cops we'll call them to try to correct stuff. So they're in the middle of a mission when we meet Owen, he gets back, he goes to court, um, he sees Loki, he obviously gets this idea of how he can use Loki for this problem they have. Um, let me go to another screen here. Oops. Uh, oops. This is showing w- the really nice design work that the, uh, the art team did for the city, I guess you would call it, for the giant yeah, so, you Yeah, know, so the they're city. trying
1: to show it. I kind of got a feeling of fifth element, a little bit of Blade Runner kind of thing in here. That was kind of cool, seeing how how big this is and what they can do, and that's kind of neat. Um
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was kind of cool. He takes Loki. There's Loki in his prison garb. Because he had to grab a ticket. Yeah. And they 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 put him in a prison guard before they marched him off in front of the judge. The judge is this uh, this uh, younger. I'd say she looks like she's in her 30s. uh, And I don't who knows age wise in the show. I'm just talking actress wise. It's a younger 30 something black woman. She's the judge. Owen Wilson kind of doesn't he, he doesn't grovel, but he knows his role. So, you know, you can't have a dude be a judge anymore. You just can't do it.
1: Yeah, she's like, how do you plead, guilty or innocent? And he goes, well, you know, I plead guilty to being the god of mischief. I plead guilty to being amazing, basically. I plead guilty to all of this, but I didn't screw with your time zone, so I plead innocent, and that didn't go well for him.
0: No, well, it's when he gets, Owen Wilson pleads his case to the judge, and, you know, she, she makes it known that she's in charge and stuff. And she's like, all right, fine, you can take them. And uh, the Tennessee Valley Authority, you must be from Tennessee because that's pretty funny. It, it is sure funny. That, that's a real now, thing. Now, here's the
1: thing about the TVA is I don't have any recollection of the TVA being from the comics. I could be wrong with I don't all think the so. stuff I've read over the years. I don't remember this. So if it is, it's something so obscure that I just don't
0: remember it. I think this is new. Um, So here we go, they go into another room, and uh, Owen Wilson is basically, you know, giving the rundown to Loki, how everything works, Uh, that orange ball on the desk, you can't tell from this angle, but it's basically a computer, and uh, Owen starts showing how basically, look, we know everything that happens, and he starts showing things to Loki and basically saying, "Why do you like to kill people and all this stuff?" And uh, and then it get you get to a point where Loki breaks free. right. now the the issue that I have with here is they're oh,
1: is. they start going through and showing everything, and it's kind of like his history is past and stuff. I'll tell you, I got damn bored and I could have fell asleep. This started reminding me of Star Wars episode one, two, and three. They're standing before the Senate, blah, 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 rules and rules and that. And I'm like, oh, my God, there were a couple of good scenes, but literally
0: this drags out so long. But do you think a part of the reason behind it? Because I totally agree. I agree with that. But do you think a part of the reason behind it was for people that might not have seen the movies? Or all the movies, so It, it, them it is up.
1: possible. I am not going to argue that. I will just let. I can only do my feelings, and just so you guys know, Andy and I don't talk about this stuff before. We just bring our emotions to.
0: Uh, um, yeah, we just we we like to bear our raw emotions for you guys to see. Yeah, um,
1: and, and I kind of agree. And um, I'm going to say, literally, uh, on the TV stuff ever since Daredevil seasons one and two, that was the best stuff they put out. Um, And so it's been a while. They've had some good stuff, some not so good
0: stuff, but. Well, I was going to say, and also it has come out that um, uh, Elizabeth uh, Olsen Olsen? said that there isn't going to be a season two of WandaVision. It was meant just to be a one and done series.
1: So Um, Kevin Feige made a point of, that this series is going to be incredibly important to the Marvel Universe going forward, dictating a lot of what's going to be happening. So this is the the three timekeepers, which they don't really name them. So we're trying to find out if they're supposed to be like the elders or whatever. They kind of control all the time. They are keeping what they call the sacred timeline intact. And that sacred timeline is what Loki just messed up. And this is the sacred timeline that's going to be dealing, apparently, in the next several movies. The Doctor Strange, the new Thor movie. Um, eh, like I said, I, I don't like alternate timeline stuff. I don't like time travel that much. It was okay in Endgame, what they were trying to do, because that kind of made sense. But, you know... This was a lot of hokiness. This was a good scene
0: because he did find well, out he's the one who killed his mother. Right. So that was kind of the cool thing. He gets, he he tries to escape. He gets back into that room where he was with Owen Wilson and he's in the room by himself and he kind of cues up the machine again, or actually this is when he was with, with Owen Wilson. But the point is he cues up the machine and he sees stuff that happens uh, if he didn't screw up the timeline. You know, because right. once he bounced out with the Tesseract, he screwed it up. So basically he's being shown this is everything that's going to happen to you. So he sees right. it because of him. Mommy dies and it gets to the point and you knew it was coming. This isn't this wasn't Yeah, you know, this wasn't a secret. You knew it was going to end with him seeing Thanos, you know, crush yep. his neck, yep. which he did see. So. Yeah.
1: So the biggest thing is the TVA is going around. They're, they're out killing. Somebody's killing people throughout the timelines and trying to screw with the timeline. The, the ultimate, this will be the end of it, you know, is, you know, well, I need you to help me go set the timeline, right? Because somebody's out doing this. Well, who's trying to kill the timeline? Well, you are. It's a different version of yourself. Which okay. is
0: another strange thing because... Because if the timeline was intact until he bounced out of it with the Tesseract in this show, you know, in Endgame, well, how could the timeline be intact if there's a version of him running around different times trying to kill people? And also, if these timekeepers know basically everything how at the end of the episode, these three timekeepers go to a specific period, it's like the 1800s, and you see the hooded figure. And at this point, I mean, you know it's Loki because we were already told that this other version of Loki is trying to take everybody out. So knowing that, we know that. How did the timekeepers not know that? I know because right? they know everything. And you, you, there's this one stooge of a character when Loki escaped in this office. And he's like, I want the Tesseract back. Give me the Tesseract. And the dude just opens up an office drawer and pulls the Tesseract out. Which one I'm confused because all these people are touching the Tesseract when before, like Tony Stark and other people had to put on gloves and yeah, special but, stuff. Yeah, but but here to everything.
1: It. So he's gotten well, 50 in his office drawer. Yeah, this dude it has all nullified gem. wherever this place is. Powers don't
0: work, things like that. Right. It's just so- but, the, but then uh, Loki drops something like a fish out of water or whatever he says. He brings up a fish, and the guy goes, what's a fish? And Loki's like, what do you mean, what's a fish? And he goes, "What, what's a fish? I don't, I don't know what a fish is. I've got is. a desk job. I've got a desk job, which, okay, I mean, that's fine. Like, he could say, I've never seen a real fish. Yeah. But, dude, are you so isolated at your desk job? I mean, maybe he's so far down on the ladder because once again, this time variant place yeah. sees everything. So if they see everything, this dude must be so far down on the ladder in the basement that he doesn't see shit because he doesn't know what a fish is.
1: Yeah. So here's what I say: um, I there's so many there, there's got more holes in this story plot than than Swiss cheese. It 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 was okay. Um, it, it, It's a first episode So I always give it a first episode sure. It did nothing to wow me It created more questions than anything Um, I feel like they tried to take A number of things from successful TV shows And wrap it in They tried using so much humor Again it's from Rick and Morty guys And the humor landed once in a while But Rick and Morty is way funnier than this stuff um, a lot well, of it just fell flat and was junky to me. And I was like, this, this, other than the fact that Tom Hiddleston acted well, I liked his acting and I liked Owen Wilson. The The story was low on my list. Um, I'm going to give it my
0: CGC rating. Of- well, hold on. Before you do, uh, my final comments are, I thought Loki's character was a little in and out. Like there were times where you were like, oh yeah, that's Loki. And there are times you're like, who's this guy? Um, you're right about the Rick and Morty thing. I think that's one of the problems because it it you can have different writers come in and I'm sure that there is some type of Bible they have to read and and you know there's guidelines and stuff, but it just doesn't seem like they yeah. they stuck to them as well um uh I think I, that, that, that about, I, you, I mean I, oh that's them- wait. The last thing I was going to say is, and I told Dennis this before the show. You know, after my first, after I watched it with my daughter, I I was like, "Wow, that that's cool. I'll enjoy this." But then, you know, I've had two days to think about it, and that's when all these other thoughts kind of popped in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." So it's tough because I don't like thinking about stuff too much because of this reason, you know, but. Anyhow, go ahead. You give your rating. I'll give mine, and we'll move on. I'm giving it a
1: 4.5. Holy I,
0: shit, man. I, I, Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact
1: that we're going to do this show and we're going to look at it, I don't think I would watch the second episode. Dennis, I, you know what I have to say that? I was to that? bored.
0: Here's what I have to say to that. Yep. Yep. That is just. That's yep. incredible. Um, I'm,
1: I'm kind of agreeing with Indy and Kuiper Kaiju and Pop. There's a reason why, I just like in the comics we've been talking about it, my interest in Marvel is waning because they're, the crap that they're putting out is, it's just not well. This is not the well-oiled machine that was built up going into Endgame and what they tried to do. This is definitely
0: uh, not. Well, and it, it definitely gives you pause for Phase 4 you know, to see what they do. Now, the movies so far, have there been a couple stinker movies? Yes. However, I mean, that's a good point. Um, I hope I'm still alive by the time the X-Men and FF movies get made. Uh, have there been some stinker movies? Yes. Have they usually been, obviously, the sequels? Yeah, Thor 2, not so great. Iron Man, was it 2 or 3? I didn't think was that great. I think it was three was the
1: extremist, which wasn't that great,
0: and two was it was just okay, um, right? What's the name? Whiplat, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. there's been a few, but overall, it's been an uh, overall. If you look at the movies from Iron Man, Iron Man to Endgame, right, it's an upward pattern with a few downs in the. So anyhow, so give us your CGC so we can move on to a fun topic. God damn, my CGC is not near as low as yours. I would probably give it a seven. You know, I didn't think it was. I'm going to keep watching it. If if as it goes on, the problems continue, then obviously my mind will change. It feels I'm like right out with Indy, by the way. You're, it, you're right, Indy. It does. It feels like they're doing filler stuff till the next movie. However, we know they're not because all this stuff was in, in work in the works before COVID. Right. Now some of this stuff got pushed back on the release date because of COVID. He'd give it a six. So he's right in between us. Yep. Indy's the, the meat in the Dennis and Andy sandwich. Um, how's that for a visual? (laughs) Poor guy. Uh I know. Poor guy. Um, so, yeah, it does. But well, you know, I'll,
1: I'll say this. I think the reason I was so disappointed in it, out of all the ones that they announced, this is the one I think I had the highest hopes for. You oh, know, see, this one's I not. thought I had the I thought was going to be all right. And I figured Winter Soldier was going to be good. But man, with Tom Hiddleston, I'm like, with good writing, they could knock this out. I really want them to do stuff with Thor. And they just didn't bring it in. Um, they just didn't. Bring it in.
0: Uh, better than the condiments. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I, uh, I I had the highest hopes for Falcon Winter Soldier, and they delivered on that one. So I'm happy. All okay. right, let's let's move on to a little He Man. Hold on, this is the good one.
1: And the masters of the universe. The
0: universe.
1: I am Adam. Became the mighty Battle Cat, and I became He-Man, the most
0: powerful man in the universe. Woo! Yeah, that baby! That I think I great. just love that He-Man. I think I just wet my pants. That doesn't take much. It doesn't, but I'm not talking about pee pee. Um, now let's move on to the new trailer, Kevin Smith's ca- new trailer. I wish my cat did that too. Mine too. Alright, let's check out the new trailer. The thumbnail looks great. He-Man looks great. I think the animation looks great. Oh, the animation looks great. But you will never
1: succeed, Skeletor. Call your champion.
0: That is the new He-Man, but this, this, my friends, is classic He-Man. Um, So one of the questions I have right out of the gate, if this is the He-Man show, because let's be real, they they changed it from Masters of the Universe to He-Man, okay? not I mean, it's not a huge thing. I'd rather it be He-Man in the Masters of the Universe. Uh-oh, hold on. Something's auto-playing. Uh, I'd rather be uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe or Masters of the Universe and He-Man, whatever. But just Masters, kind of taking my man down a notch, not a fan. Um, The plus. I I
1: grew up with Master with He-Man. So, I mean, it was one of the cartoons. You come home after school. It was during the time of G.I. Joe, Transformers, uh, you know, He-Man, uh, Thundercats, um, you know, that was some of the, the great stuff. That original cartoon, for what it was, that cartoon was created to sell the toys. And then, as we, you know, just found out, um, Indy worked for Mattel for 10 years,
0: so he probably knows the He Man stuff really well. And yeah, you have to let us in on some uh, behind the scenes. Um, I like the animation style. I think. Uh, (laughs) I think I I still love the animation from the original He-Man. If I remember correctly, they did rotoscoping on that stuff. Whereas rotoscoping is what Disney did earlier on too, where they would have actors kind of act the movements out and animators would trace over top. Um, I do like the character designs of this new He-Man. I like him better than the reboot they tried years ago. I think He-Man looks awesome. Uh, I think Tila, it's Tila, right? The warrior chick. Yeah. Tila, why does she have such short hair? She just looks too angular and butch to me. Um, I I got to be honest, starting off with Tila saying, you know, how he's never get Cap- Castle Grayskull and stuff. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, who's the leader of this show? It's freaking He-Man. Well, why isn't He-Man doing that?
1: Well, when I first heard Kevin Smith was doing it, and I had heard Kevin Smith was a He-Man fan, and he wanted to keep it true to the original cartoon, that made me excited because I'm like, God, we need some of that right now. Something good, something we can fall back onto. So my excitement level jumped way, way, way up on that. And then when we saw the trailer, we started finding out more. And you're right. It's 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 Tila. Now, here's the interesting thing. We saw the figures come out, and you see a really, really buff Skeletor holding the Sword of Power. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Now you got this new Skeletor that's really ripped. And, like, well, how did he get He-Man's Sword of Power? So what it's starting to feel like, and then with the trailer coming out, you know, It's starting to feel like He-Man lost the champion. Bring forth your champion. It's He-Man. Skeletor beats him. Takes the sword. Ha-ha. I'm the head of Eternia right now. And it's going to be up to the the friends and Teela. That's who's going to come and save He-Man because He-Man failed. Don't know. I'm just saying that's what I'm starting to get the feeling like. Um, we will be interesting to see what he does. I hope that Kevin uh, Smith does not go woke on this because your base fans, if you want to sell this show and sell the toys, it's gonna to be to us guys who bought all that crap in the 80s and are willing to do it again for good stuff.
0: Here we go. Here's uh cancel. Here's uh here's a good shot of Tila. She I mean, good Lord, she was pretty back in the day. What the hell? And actually, her hair looks like it's up, so maybe it does come down, which is fine, but she just doesn't look pretty. She looked pretty back in the day. Yeah, uh, and you know, Wolverine had a good good comment I noticed as well. They took off the the cross type symbol and I don't mean you know, religious cross because it you know it was uh asymmetrical. I just mean they removed it. And replaced it with a stylized H. I, I'm not quite sure what the reason behind that is. I don't. I don't think you needed to do that.
1: I, I um, don't either. Overall, the actual animation looks great. Um, I think the uh, the artistic styling, um, everything. I mean, I'm all for that. I think this looks great from an aesthetic standpoint.
0: So it looks like the toys hit the shelves next week, June fifteenth. Uh, Here are some of the toys. You know, I have all the versions of He-Man, so I might get this He-Man figure. I got to be honest, probably won't get Skeletor. Toys are just so damn expensive these days. So I probably will get He-Man. Here's some more of the other ones they're doing. Uh, Skeletor is nine inches tall. Ooh, Ooh, Skeletor. Uh, I do like Battle Cat. Oh, they're doing Battle Cat and Pussycat. Pussycat, yeah. Pussycat, Pussycat. Um, So, yeah, so that's that. Uh, Let's see. Wolverine says, I think it's just another simplifying down to mimic Superman. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I do like the fact that Prince Adam is skinny and he's not uh, buff. I mean, that was the one thing that was funny about the original He-Man cartoon is Prince Adam was just as buff as He-Man. Yes. Hyper uh, Guys, uh, I snagged a great Marvel Legends Nightcrawler figure from Walmart. Nice, man. Nice. That's cool. Uh, Dennis doesn't buy toys unless it's Dark Phoenix. So
1: I get some. You know, I, I did, know. I did get a whole bunch of the, uh, um, you know, all the Star Trek ones. And I used to get oh, all the G.I. Joe, Transformers, you know, all the good stuff. Um, see series premieres July 23rd. I was trying to find the update on that. So series premieres on Netflix on July
0: 23rd. Here's an actual pretty cool shot. Hold on. I'll I'll show you this in a second. Once it comes up, I just found, this is pretty cool showing. the so in the middle is the new He-Man figure. This is classic. This is the original 1982, which. I happen to have right here back when I bought it as a child. I just need to find the shield and sword and axe because I lost those. And then this is the redo that they did a couple years ago, maybe, of and they titled it Classic He-Man. So I don't own that one because, man, I got the original. I don't need new Coke when I got the original. So, yeah, that's the Origins He-Man. You know, it's kind of neat. Uh, I was thinking they were going to show, oh, that vest has got to go. That's disco stuff right there. Um, Oh, don't you have that?
1: Don't you own that? The vest?
0: Yeah. I think you have one. You used to sport that in the 90s. Right there, baby. This is what I own right here, the original classic. Yeah, that is that is a classic. His arms can't move as much as this new guy, but that's okay. I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Um, Eh. You know what? You know. We will we will see how what what Kevin Smith does with it. I'm definitely gonna give it a chance, just like I did Loki. You know, I am I am crossing my fingers. He's staying true and staying to his word that that this was going to be back to the origins and it's just gonna be good He-Man stuff. I don't care if they take a few twists and turns and stuff, but man, give us some good old He-Man. That's
0: right. Uh, shall we do superman lois yeah let's get on to a good good topic so superman to lois truth. this week man, came back well it didn't come back so it was back last week so it just or 2 weeks ago so it just another good episode clark here in this scene is in mexico okay so okay i do have one i do i have to gripe about everything and this has always been a gripe of mine about superman so He's he's at home with the fam and his super hearing picks up something. So he goes flying off and it's it's basically a bank robbery in Mexico, right? There's like seven or eight or not even that many, maybe four dudes with with automatic weapons robbing a bank in Mexico. So he goes there. Worldwide, Superman can literally hear everything going on if he wants to tune into it, right? So there's shit going on, I'll, like I guarantee you, right now as we speak, there's a robbery happening somewhere. Yeah. So my Portland. point is this: how did? Yeah, Portland, exactly, exactly. So my point is this: how does he pick and choose? Is he just hearing stuff all day? Like, nah, I don't care. Eh, nah, screw it. Yeah, I don't care. Hey, whoa, Mexico bank robbery! Gotta get my ass over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so small nitpicky thing. That I've always had with Superman. Like I could get it if it was just nationwide in the states, and he was like, you know what? If there's something major going down in the states, I'm heading over. If not, cops are going to have to handle it. And then, and then he thinks worldwide, it's got to be really, really c- catastrophic for me to go, you know, in other parts of the world. You know what I mean? Don't you yep. think he has a priority list? So why this fell on his list, I have no idea. But um, anyhow, so he flies to Mexico. I love what they do with him, basically doing his super speed when he enters and when he exits, like the Flash, because he has super speed. So I think that's yes. awesome. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. Um, so the coolest thing was. He's getting bras with bullets. Just, and you know, he's just taking it because he's Superman until he falls back and passes out. What? Because remember, he inhaled all
1: the uh, kif- uh, kryptonite gas last week, and it's literally eating him away from the inside, which is really cool. They, they They didn't just forget about it. It's a continuing story arc. I like it. I like what they did. It was pretty,
0: pretty decent. Uh, pop culture would like to know if Superman has to go through customs from crossing the border and show his vaccination card. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I think Soups is immune to everything. Like Lois said, you know, she said you no. Know, she was talking to the boys and she's like, no, you understand. This is the first time in his entire life he's gotten he's sick. He's never been sick a day and has never life. been sick. So I don't think us us mere mortal human stuff affects him. But kryptonite. Kryptonite 19. But this, was a, this
1: was a cool scene because Superman's down. The guy thinks he's won, and he's still laying there peppering him. And then he turns around, get the money, and all of a sudden you see Superman rise, just floating there, and you knew it was over. It wound up being a really good scene, but we know there's something wrong with him. He flies back home. Lois walks in the door, and his shirt's off because, you know, you got to get your great Superman shot. And it's pretty awesome. He's got bruises all up and down his oh body. Oh my god. Like, it is oh
0: my god. It's, it's actually kind of gross. I mean, it's just it's easy, just makeup stuff. But yeah, he's just peppered with bruises everywhere from the bullets. Um, the one thing I'll say is I really feel like after seeing this dude without a shirt on, I really feel like they don't need that padded costume as much as they have it. No, I don't the, think so either. The dude is really buff and you don't you know and when you see him in costume you you can tell it's padded with with more muscle stuff underneath to beef him up even more and i i think the reason they're doing it is to really emphasize the difference between Clark because he doesn't look that big when he's Clark just wearing normal clothes right and so i think they're really trying to get the visual difference of how wide because when he has the costume on He is wide, you know. He is really, really wide with that costume on. Yeah. So I think that's why they're doing it. But um, anyhow, so he – Well, so Superman's affected right now. And
1: and then Jordan starts. We find out he's at school. He starts getting what he thinks is an allergic reaction and sneezing. And he's like freeze – Frost breath, it's
0: his freeze breath, his hand, the, well, locker, the lamp. It's gross though, because it looks like he's he's blowing frozen snot all over the place. That's what it yeah. looks like. You know, it's I mean, it's cool because he sneezes, and like you said, he's got icicles and stuff, but and it is just frozen breath. But the first thing my childness in me thought of was, ooh, he's blowing snot, he's blowing frozen snot. But it was cool. I mean, that this was it was a really cool story. Um, yeah, bigger now. The suit's too padded. Yep. Was he? Was he Teen Wolf? I never watched the show. Was he the character Teen Wolf? I never uh, watched it. The, I, I remember the movie. Uh, the I pilot. did not see that. that. Yeah, no, that's what he's talking about. My God, yeah. you don't—he's talking about Teen Wolf the show. Yeah. And I don't. I never saw it, so uh, I I love to use the suit from the pilot episode. Personally, I agree. I thought that yep. oh, the golden age suit, right? Because that was actual spandex looking material, not this, you know, vinyl whatever stuff. Yep. Um, yep. But so yeah, so Jordan is getting really sick. So Superman's like, we're out, and he goes to the Fortress of Solitude. And uh, uh, do we have a shot for? I, I can't remember. Of what we get the, the, the next
1: one is, in yeah, yeah, there to, it is they find out, so they go to the fortress of solitude. This is why it's kind of cool, and I, I have that in there together. Um, the only way to get rid of this kryptonite infection that he's basically have is they have to burn it out like they did to Superman, which is right. cool because this whole thing is back in Smallville because I was a big Smallville fan, I love that yeah. show. They had an episode that was tagged, and I think it was called Sneeze, and it was supposed to come out where that version of Clark, um, Tom's version, he was going to get sick and have the exact same thing happen. It never wound up making it to the the TV, which was a bummer, but they took that exact same thing and rolled it into this, and it was just really, really, really decently.
0: Oh, okay. I was wondering, because I remember Smallville 2, or as yep. well, and it just, yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that they wasn't wound up ready. not being able
1: to use it because um, uh, they weren't dealing with frost and freezing stuff, and it just didn't fit in, so they wound up removing it, and that's okay. Thanks, bye I bye bye. you. Yep, have a good
0: weekend, brother. Yep, and okay after Monday. this,
1: um, our final topic when we're done with this is going to
0: be the Noctera, um review. I'm loving this series. you got to poke fun. You do have to poke fun. It um, is. So then, anyhow uh we we get a scene you know there's more with Morgan Edge you find out obviously we knew from before that Morgan Edge is uh, is giving people basically Kryptonian powers and actually inserting kryptonian I guess you could say personas into these people that can be turned on and when they're when they're like turned on the other the, the real person when they the come out holds. of it the host, has no idea what happened. Um, So you find out Lana's husband is one of these hosts, which is cool. But the big reveal at the end is Superman faces off with Morgan Edge in costume here. And Morgan Edge says, I'm your brother, Kyle. I am your brother. And you're just kind of like... We knew there's no way
1: that Morgan didn't have powers or was he the first one to receive it? How did this happen? But he says back when I got my powers at the same time you did. And that was kind of a key point. And then I'm like, aha. So did something happen when the meteorites crashed in? Or when he calls him brother, does he mean literal brother, which I didn't think would happen or like Kryptonian brother? So that was cool. And then there's Morgan with his symbol and his cape floating there uh, behind Superman when he turns around. It was a
0: really cool scene. It was a good episode. I it, it boggles my mind how people don't ask Superman and Clark why they have the same 5 o'clock shadow. That's what is, <laughs> That's great. You know, it's like, yeah, do you guys not shave at the same? What's going on here? Um, so yeah, I think Superman and Lois is doing a really good job. It hasn't gone the bad way of Supergirl. Thank God. It hasn't gone the bad way of Batwoman, even though I will say, Dennis, I don't know if you saw this. It's either later on in the season of Batwoman or next season, they're actually going to introduce uh, a Batman character in the show that wears a suit and stuff, and they showed the suit. Oh my God! Are you serious? Oh wait, I still don't care. Yeah, I know. Neither do I. Like I, I, I don't suit, care.
1: I don't care if they bring Robert Pattinson in for a cameo. Well, no, it's just, actually I, the suit. I'm
0: done. The suit is that one from the comics that kind of looks like a Bat Iron Man suit, where the chest okay. symbol lights up blue. So that's the suit, and then like you don't see any of the character's face. He just has an eye mask which lights up as well. So you know, we'll see. Uh, Wolverine says. I've seen a number of people pointing out the John Henry iron stuff kept bringing up four, three, seven, seven. Oh yeah. Which would lead us to think edge might be. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yep. Very good dude. Nice. Yeah. Good thought. Good thought. Very good thought. Well, I have to say say is this show gets
1: better. So this is why we have hope for Loki that maybe it should start out slow. This is like, a fine wine it ages better. It, it's been getting better as it's progressed and i've I've liked it. Um, this one was a solid one. I'm giving this particular episode I thought it was great a 9.0. Um, I loved it. I thought they hit most of the points. Most of the gripes that I had were tiny little things not even hardly worth mentioning so solid show uh, keep it up this
0: is this is what we were hoping we were gonna get. Yeah, I didn't have many gripes with it either, honestly. I give it a 9.0. It's I look forward to it every week. I like I didn't think at first I would like the uh, and no pun intended, but the marrying of Superman and Lois and the storylines about her with the two kids and stuff. I thought it would pull focus from Superman, but I like the way they're 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 putting all those aspects together. It's balanced. Yeah, so,
1: their key is that they've balanced this all out. And we talked about it at one of our first reviews because there was a lot of teenage angst and stuff. But are they going to be able to separate them? They each got their storylines. They have continued with each of the kids' storylines and each and Lois's storyline, Morgan's storyline. They, they've just done a good job of, of balancing
0: it out. And what I'm going to leave you with on the balancing thing, because that's a great analogy, is they balance it out perfectly, unlike my testicles, where one sags a little lower than the other and are out of balance. TMI, man. TMI. I just don't know. I think our uh, viewers like these personal tidbits. Uh, Jonathan Kent needs a break. That kid is a saint. And life just keeps shitting on him. That kid needs to grow up. Well, that's because
1: your viewers know
0: about Christina shut up, you mean my uh, my uh, your assistant, my, my assistant. So for the guys that don't follow me in the morning on my morning show on my YouTube channel, I have an assistant in the office that has introduced my show a couple times, Christina. and she used to be a model. So she would hate it if I didn't show. So here is one of her modeling videos.
1: See, so way more
0: hair than I do. That's uh, that's Christina back in her modeling days. Of course, she doesn't look that good now. Things are sagging. That's why she has an office job. You know, they don't keep their looks forever, Dennis.
1: I know. So, All right. you know what, comic book fans, you know what we've got? Time knock-tera. to talk
0: Noctara. Wolverine says, why do you hate eyes? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's not really nice to say. It's a little misogynistic. Talking about my my uh, my assistant that way. She's so hot. Pop knows. Pop knows the deal. So Noctera is a book by Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel. And it's basically, imagine that tomorrow the sun simply doesn't rise. You wait, you wait, but night continues. And yes, I'm reading this off of something. You can still feel the sun's warmth. It must be there. But for some reason, light no longer reaches the earth. And this new darkness, there's something strange about it, something terrifying, because anything or anyone that stays in it too long starts to change. Knock Terror takes place 10 years after the world is plunged into an everlasting night that turns all living creatures into monstrous shades. The only way to survive is to stay close to artificial light. There are rumors of sanctuaries, perpetually lit bunkers where the Shea transformation can never be reversed or can even be reversed. But most people assume these are just legends. Enter Valentina Val Riggs, a skilled ferryman who transports people and goods along deadly unlit roads with her heavily illuminated 18 wheeler. Dun, dun, dun. Knock. So,
1: so yeah, Scott Snyder, uh, Tony S. Daniel, and Tamar Mori. So... I've got issue four right here. We've read them all. Um, it's a it's an interesting storyline. You guys may have seen my quick flips um, and stuff on them in some of my early reviews. Um, it it starts off. There's an event called PM. Um, they don't they don't ever say what it is. I'm assuming it is it's the permanent PM, which is like um, um, PMS. No, that's what Andy has, or, I mean, Christina has. Christina and, has uh, permanent PMS. I think it's like post-Meridian, uh, which would, you know, that's what PM stands for. So yep. it, night came, nobody knows what happened, and uh, it's permanent. Hard question, Dennis. Oh, yeah, if you're going to a comic show tomorrow. So funny you say that, pop culture, uh, sidetrack. Side You know, that is, it's a really good, um, it's a really interesting first episode. I like it. You saw that. Um, I think it has potential to be, at some point, if it continues, unlike Maniac of New York, if this finishes off with a really good storyline, then this could be something that potentially could be optioned. So with that being said, what I did find out was when I went to my comic shop, I had seen the previews for it, and I had put it on my pull list. And he goes, aren't you glad you didn't? I'm like, why? He goes, this was the hot book of the week. Everybody wanted a copy. Really? Had no idea. So I'm glad. If you've got a chance to pick some up and their cover price are just over, yeah. That bunny mask, like I said, I really enjoyed that first one. It's got some real potential. Um it might not be a bad idea if you're one of those speculator type guys or an investor. It might be worth it. Um, they've got an A and a B cover, which while we're talking about this, I may pull up and find for you for at the end of the show.
0: Yeah, there you go. I can do it while we're talking Noctara. Okay. Um, actually, I can't because I'm sharing the screen. People don't need to see that. Oh, of course, my wife texted me. Talk Noctera as I text her back. So, not terror,
1: guys. Um, So, this event happens, and the main character's name is uh, Val Riggs. Um, She was born basically almost blind. She only sees a little bit of light, and then it's like fingers. They describe it as fingers taking away the light. And um, she winds up eventually, it was curable, but they didn't have money. She got adopted, we're assuming into the United States. She wound up getting surgery and she could see. And as soon as she got her eyesight, all of a sudden it got pulled back when this PM event happened and everything went dark.
0: Well, she so can still see. It's just she can that everything's see now, dark.
1: But yeah. now the world is dark. Right. And it's almost like she thinks it's maybe like a curse on her, that you know that this happened that she was never meant to see. Uh, it's it's interesting. Um, and the what happens is if you're without uh, light, doesn't have to be natural sunlight; it can be artificial. For I think it's more than ten hours, you will shape change into these shades. So that's why having light is important. They fast forward to today. She's actually a truck driver. They have rigs, which is, again, we talked about Mother Trucker, and we did a review on there, and that was a cool trucking story. This also is another way to make driving rigs cool, and they do. He really makes this a, a really cool story about driving. So she goes from salvageable outpost to outpost, carrying complete passengers, rigs, uh, their rigs full of it, and tries to get them from point A to point B. And that's her, that's her job. And it's really cool what they wind up having to go through.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like Dennis said, she's, she's basically taking people to these sanctuary areas of light. Um, she meets up after her first drop off in the first issue. This old man and a kid uh, are like, look, we know this place. you got to take us there. You gotta take us there. They, you know, long story short, they finally break her and she decides to. This mysterious character shows up in the end. I can't remember his name. If you watch our streams, you realize I'm shitty with names. You can't tell, but Dennis has a name tag on. Actually, the reason it says Dennis Dinja Turner is so when I look at him, I know it's Dennis. Um, that's how bad I am with names. But this character shows up at the end of the first issue who is literally a black silhouette, and he wants to you know, wants her and wants the the old man basically. Well, as the story moves on, there's, you know, basically car chases, there's fights with these creatures that were human. Her brother is starting to change into one of these creatures. Um, The old man, Uh, basically says go on without me it gets to a point where he does that sacrifice you go on without me take the girl leave me and they do and he starts to change and but but why why is he important um
1: you go ahead and tell us so the reason this old man whose name is augustus is important is there's well we find out there's somebody chasing this old man and the girl so Augustus is being chased by, I think the guy's name is Blacktop Bill, and he's cool. He looks like he's in shadow as soon as you first see him. It looks like, oh, there's a guy in the shadow. No, 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 he's not wearing, it's not a shadow. He's wearing like a black nanite suit. So they're like, "What are you? who are you supposed to be? He goes, I'm Blacktop Bill. And he goes, you need to tell me what I want to know. And she shuts up shop. And he basically, the guy goes, if you're going to mess with her, you're going to mess with all of us. Blacktop Bill puts his hand on the guy's face, and all of a sudden it just, like, eats away at his face. So he's got, like, micro control, like nanite control over this suit, which is actually bonded to him. Think of him like a Venom symbiote suit uh, suit that he's got these abilities. So he goes, okay, people, you're going to help me because the reason I'm chasing him He is the guy who caused the sun to go away forever. And they're like, oh, that is really an interesting twist. So she had told, you know, Val, I'm going to go. You need to help me because I can help the sun come back. So this is the city that they're in. This is actually
0: a really cool shot of it. Yeah, this is a sanctuary, tent city, lights all over the place. Tony Daniel, let me speak on art for a second. I think Tony Daniels doing some of the best work of his career. I know you hear that a lot Um, and I am biased because I really like Tony's artwork, but I think he's just knocking it out of the park with this home, you know, just hitting a home run. You could tell he's really invested in this being his creation. That's what I wanted to say. Here's the man in black, Johnny Cash. Just kidding. So, and he says right here, not to me, darling, to all of us. See, he's the man who killed the sun and we're going to hunt him down. Yeah. So,
1: and and they do. It's actually a really cool chase scene. You find out um, they have solar lamps, but they're like way more precious than gold. And these truckers, so Val gets paid, not in cash or credit. They actually get paid by battery packs that, you know, you can use these battery packs for solar lights. Because the you, once you get infected, if you get it early enough, you can go through a dialysis machine to try and stave it off. And sometimes that works. Her brother it's not working on. So the only hope for him is this solar light. And I think Tipton is the name of the town. And then they find out Tipton goes dark. So she has to wind up going there, take her passengers there. Augustus sacrifices himself. But he winds up pulling out this book. He's got this big book, and he's like, look, I've got this book. This tells – give this to my brother, and right. he will be able to take this information and help get the sun back, basically. He needs to see this. So he's sacrificing himself to do it. He winds up doing it. He gives him the book. It's pretty cool. Um, they wind up reaching their destination, and – Um, the guy standing there, so the electric, everything's electric. So the rigs are electric and he gets chased. They, uh, with blacktop bill, um, these truckers have been around a long time. They wind up having a whole bunch of really cool booby traps set up. So she's actually able to buy time. He gets, he harpoons her rig, which drains electricity. So she falls just short of it which is really cool. They wind up having to go on and get saved by, we find out the brother whose name is Tiberius. So for all of you Star Trek fans out there, they've got to be, this has to be a nod to James Tiberius Kirk. Because I mean, why else would you say Tiberius? Because all of us know it. He winds up being there and he goes, I'm Gus's brother. He's there to
0: help. What a—it's a cool story. What, what 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 do you have to say on it, Andy? No, I agree. I mean, I, I look forward to it every month. It's one of those books that I'm like, man, this is really cool. It's building to something, and I'm I'm always looking forward to see where it goes. I think you summed it up great. Uh, the coloring uh, is fantastic on it. They brought the colorist over from DC that they worked with for a long time. It's just—it's a really good book. That it's not a superhero book. Tony's doing something um, out of the norm because you know he's known for Batman mostly at DC and and Teen Titans and more and stuff. Uh, so it's good to see him uh, flex those other muscles. Yeah, it's um,
1: got a little bit of Mad Max to it. Some good sci-fi stuff that's uh, you know that's in it. They blended it. The dialogue is really well. the The art is great. Everything meshes together this is a very successful all-around solid book I have very little complaints on it um, issues one through four out I love what they're doing with it I'm gonna give as the uh, the CGC grade I'm giving this a 9.2 I love picking this up as a whole I think it's a great story and it's it's continuing to move in the right direction so good for good
0: for you guys Tony Scott keep it up and I go 9.0. Um, got to wrap it soon. My wife is texting crazy. She gets hungry. Um, so I, I wanted to touch on this. I'm a huge Aquaman fan. This is Aqualad. So right out of the gate, I'm like Aquaman the Becoming. So are they saying that, I don't know what's going on at DC. I don't know if this kid's going to become Aquaman. It doesn't matter. Here's my point. And I posted this on Twitter. I said, who are they marketing this book to? Because... It's a super DC puts out superhero comic books. This is a superhero comic book. I don't mind pinup covers. You know, we've all seen covers of Batman standing on a gargoyle in the rain. It's a pinup cover. It's cool. It's dark. It's moody. You know, Aquaman have him underwater swimming in a very cool pose because that's what he does. He swims. Aqualad swims. Have him in an action pose. Uh, Somebody tweeted back at me and said, I don't know, I think it looks nice. And I wrote back and said, I think it looks nice too. As an illustration, this artist, and I, I don't remember the artist's name, and I can't recall the signature by looking at it, but I know his work. He's a phenomenal artist. This art is good. It's great. It's phenomenal. But you know what? It looks like it should be on a Harley Quinn romance novel. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. It looks gay. It looks oh, gay. My, tri- my Tribble's yelling at me in the back if you didn't hear it. Yeah, it does. And and look, and I know the character's gay, so it's not a knock on the character. It's just it looks like a Harlequin romance novel. It looks like something they're marketing to teen girls, you know, or – you could swap out that Aquaman logo and slap on a men's health with, with things running down the side saying, get that six pack in two months, cut the carbs. Here's a workout you can do in five minutes. I tried that. I tried that. It didn't work. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) what, what are your thoughts on it?
1: So I was unsure what it was. Um, I saw the cover and I was like, oh, that's really nice art. I had no idea what it was. And I was like, eh, what's Aquaman becoming? I mean, is this somebody coming up in the ranks? I didn't know. I looked at it and I went, eh, the art looks cool, but the way he's standing there, the pose. And I'm like, eh, you know what? I will go back. I'm not going to buy this. I cool. would go back to the new fifty-two Aquaman in a heartbeat, where he kind of poked fun of himself. You know, he would eat fish sticks. He would be a little bit of self, um, self-aware, self-depraving, uh, and and his comments and stuff in a fun way, self-deprecating. It. You know what I'm saying? I know. And it was a fun, fun Aquaman. Yeah, and awesome. I enjoyed that one. Now
0: I'm assuming, like I said, they're going to transition this guy. Aqua to maybe become Aquaman and and I don't you know honestly look, I don't have a problem with that either. I don't care. I my whole point when I saw it was is I don't know what DC is doing with their marketing or are they just basically saying, yeah you know what we don't care about uh, the guys that buy our books. Uh, we're gonna sell books just to j- you know we're gonna sell books that look like they're more targeted for women once again, not saying women don't read comics, but the last time I checked, the majority of superhero comic book readers are guys. So, what are you trying to do? I don't I, know. My
1: hurt my
0: my understanding was it's about the the figures that
1: I had seen. It was sixteen percent uh, female, eighty four percent male. So, if we stick with those numbers and they're accurate, maybe somebody else can find out. That, and that's fine. You gotta have books out for every segment of your population. The problem is there are so many, so many of the books that are being targeted for the smallest section, therefore your big one. So right. to give you an example, we were just talking about it. Uh I mentioned it probably on Wednesday. Uh Captain America, which is you know, Marvel's one of their flagship characters, um, since Tahiti Coates has taken over now. They are down to 10 subscribers because it's so woke and going after such a small segment, the SJW segment, people aren't buying the books. So lo and behold, nobody's reading Captain America. Uh, If that's what you guys want to do, great, but you're not selling anything. And at some point, investors, the people that wind up buying your stock – are going to get upset, and they're just going to sue you because you're destroying the stock of the
0: company. Yep, exactly. Um, uh, One more comment. My wife wants to go see The Conjuring. Have you got – no, we have not. It's actually streaming on HBO Max, which I didn't know about, so I might just watch it. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah. I might just watch it.
1: I might just watch it too, because that was one of the movies Andy and I were talking about that kind of wanted to go see.
0: I mean, we can see it in the theater. We'll talk about tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we've got a whole trip uh, thing. So yes, we'll talk about. We will be doing a review on it probably next week. Then,
0: yeah. Anyhow, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Dennis and Andy Friday edition of our show. Uh, Dennis is holding up Magellan near. Mjolnir, please get right. it right. And in the
1: word, the tongue of the immortal Thor, Farvel Venner, which
0: means goodbye, friends.
1: Goodbye, this friends. Rest, I'm Norwegian.
0: Get yourself a copy of First Man, shipping out daily. Links are in the description below. We will see you guys on Monday. Our guest, I can announce, I still have to make the graphic. Our guest is legendary anchor John Beatty, worked on Captain America, The Punisher worked with Kelly Jones on Batman. He will be with us Monday night, 7 p.m. We will see you guys then. Until then, everybody, let's leave you with...